What's up, everybody? Welcome back to PSK Radio, People, Sports, and Knowledge. This is your boy, Prentice. Get off the porch and run with the big dog. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, get into it. So this past two days, we didn't have Democratic candidates of 20 candidates uh, talk about, you know, immigration, talk about, you know, the economic state of raising the wage, you know, uh, climate uh, change, police reform, the typical stuff that we all read about every single day in the, you know, newspaper, definitely using social media through our friends and family, or just doing your own research, going to CNN, uh, Fox News, whatever resource you use to get your political information from. Well, this week, along with Definitely these 20 candidates talking about, you know, why they should be picked for the nomination for the Democratic Party and what what, what they would do to, quote unquote, the, defeat Trump, because they mentioned his goddamn name so much. It reminds me when the Republicans were going, you know, trying to get Obama out of office and what they would do to defeat him. It's like, dude, I'm tired of hearing about Trump. I'm tired of hearing about Obama. What are you looking to do as a candidate to better this country? Uh, at the same time, like I mentioned this week, we had Google, who was actually, this is wild, a uh, senior executive was eating lunch, didn't know she was being recorded in, uh, in videotape. It was actually on YouTube. It might be down now, but it was up for a 48-hour time period. And like everybody's like, hey, Facebook influenced the last election to get Trump elected and didn't do enough. Well, she was actually in lunch saying that, hey, we're going to do what we got to do as Google to ensure that someone like Trump never gets in office ever again. Um, uh, it was leaked. Uh, there's also somebody who was a whistleblower that testified to the facts of that. And uh, what I'm getting at is we have companies the social media and tech companies who are indirectly, indirectly influencing the election. So no matter what you think, oh, I'm voting, my vote, vote counts, and I went to, you know, a political debate, I really got to listen to this person speak, I got to answer some questions, or if you didn't get to ask your particular question, you heard your question, somewhere, somehow, answered in that debate there in... This is serious because you got to look at it. Whatever you post on social media is being gathered as data. You for Trump, gathered as data. For Democratic candidate, gathered as data. Your issues that you are confident and you feel strongly about, gather as data. And then eventually, like we all see, you can talk about, you know, going to Macy's. The next thing you know, you got 10 different damn ads on your phone on Facebook about Macy's, whether you was looking at a watch, a coat, uh, whatever, you got that. So I would say it's coming to a point now you got to take your political view off of social media so that these companies can't use your response or your thoughts as data to set up the algorithm. So now you're getting engaged every day 
every moment, every second with that thought process going in. And what I'm getting at is that you might hear a candidate that is from the other side, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, that's speaking on something that matters to you, that you agree on, but because that data is getting fed to you every single day in a certain format, you're blind to see another view. You're blind to see another view. You're blind to think a different way. You're blind to say, you know what? That person's kind of right. It does agree with my issue that I had. And wow, that does sound like a better plan instead of being force fed. Your way of thinking, there's no way to see a broader scheme of critical thinking, what I'm getting at, right? Because if you can control the minds, you can control the world. And this is what they're doing. I'm glad they got outed. Just like when Facebook, no one should have the power to influence our decision on who we think is the best candidate. Let us as a republic of Americans decide based off the person, based off, you know, the issues, based off how they debate against their peers and what we believe in that they will give the best solution to issues that matter to us instead of a computer saying, hey, Prentice has been posting this on different social media sites. Prentice has been looking at Google on this candidate or this issue, and this is what we determine for him to be. Don't put me in a box, because that's what they're doing. They put me in a box, and now you, me, that's all they're saying I can see. And then now I'm being influenced based off ads. I'm being influenced based off articles and other social media posts. Because I hope you guys know this. If you go on your Facebook and you go on your privacy settings, there's a way for you to be determined based off Facebook who you are. You're a moderate, you're a Democrat, you're independent, you're a Republican. It says that in there. How is that possible? The only way it is is based off your data. Now, a lot of people are saying, why is immigration such a hot topic, you know, um, for the country? We know about the border wall. We know about the illegals coming over. Now, this week, you had a um, father and daughter who drowned trying to cross the river and try to get from there to pretty much the United States border. Well, people got to realize even in the debates, you had a couple of, of uh, candidates speaking Spanish, which we've never seen ever. And people are like, oh, why? Why are they speaking Spanish? This is America. Estimated for the 2020 election with eligible voters, 13.3% will be Hispanic. It went up from 119 they will be the largest minority group of eligible voters. Whereas black, we are still consistent at 12.5. So like anything, if I know a certain group is going to be the majority of voters for the next election, what you think I'm going to talk about? Their issue. Ain't nothing changed. Right? If right now, currently... Asians going to Asian people are going to be about 4.7. If they went up to 15.8 as the largest minority group eligible for voters, believe me, every issue that they have will be talked about. Remember, this is a numbers game. These people look at numbers. They got 
the data that they use to see who's going to be what. And if you really look at it, we as black folk, I'm black, our issues have always kind of been thrown out there, talked about, maybe not been nothing done, but talked out there because we were always the largest minority group of voters. Now that is not, if you look at the landscape, what is happening? As blacks, we want police reform. We want, you know, like, goddamn, when you guys address all this police brutality and everything that's going on, there's a lot of shit that's going on that's not being talked about. Why? Reparations. Why? Like tonight, the reparations was only talked about maybe 30 seconds. Then the subject was switched. So why are they talking about it? But why aren't they talking about it? Because we're we're still at 12.5. We don't became second unless something changed between now and 2020 to show that, right? So what I'm getting at is it's a numbers game. They're looking to use the data and they use that data for their advantage, right? We just got to be smarter about how we post our data when and what and then we got to have a check and balance the government got to get involved with these tech companies and social media companies and if we got something like what google did we need they need to be punished for that you can't use my data against me or for me and then put me in the box flood my mind because if i see something every day every day every day that's all i'm gonna think about i won't see anything different Zibbit the rapper just said this about the youth, which is very, you know, truthful. He said, you can go on Google. The youth can go on Google so much right now and find out everything that they need. But remembering or questioning anything, they're not doing at all. Oh, Google has an answer. Google has an answer. Google has an answer. Google has an answer. Why does Google have an answer? How much are you retaining of the information? The youth is not retaining any information. You tell them something today or give them some knowledge about something today. By tomorrow, oh, I don't remember that because Google has an answer. I didn't grow up that way. You had to research. You had to read. You had to go find your answers, get some insight, get some knowledge from older folks. You know, look through some books. Nowadays, you want to answer? goes back to what I'm saying about this. You want to answer, well, what does this politician say about gun reform? Oh, they say this, so that's got to be right. Like tonight, we heard that the NRA from one of the candidates is manufacturing guns. No, they don't. The NRA does not manufacture guns. They're a gun advocate for gun policy. Big difference. So that's what I'm getting at. We as a people have to be very confident on what is being pushed down our throats and why is it, right? That was this week. So we will definitely see what's going on with some of the, um, what happens with this. Because I feel this would definitely be ongoing, um, to say the least. And it's been ongoing. I think we as a people will start noticing more and more that, hey, why is this company pushing this candidate or why is this company pushing that candidate? What are they getting out of it? What is their special interest? How much tax breaks are they getting and stuff like that? 
Who, who do they really support? What's, be go, what's really going on behind closed doors and backdoor deals? Is it really for the interests of me or is it for your company? And nine times 10, you, we will realize it was never for us. It was for that company and for that person that granted them the tax break, the tax cut, or whatever they needed for the deal that they were trying to get through Congress to pass. We got to get this big business shit out of here because it's hurting us long term. Now, you know, a lot of people, if you don't know about the global entry card, uh, it expedites your entry into the USA. So, yes, say if you live in Mexico, U.S. citizen, but you work in America, uh, they got condos and houses over there, 550, 600. You, you live in lavish in a nice spot, gated community, security cameras, you balling. And pretty much to get a global entry card, you got to have a passport. You really can't have any felonies, anything that would stop you from, you know, getting this car. So if your, your record's clean, you just got to go through the two-month process. You get the interview. They see why you want to get the car. And next thing you know, you do your background. You pass that, you're good to go. So you'll always have that pre-TSA uh, check, sliding your card on one of the machines. Oh, they know that you got the global entry. Instead of spending 45 minutes to an hour at the border or just in the airport trying to go through customs or whatever, pew, you're gone because you've already been clear. It's $105 with, uh, it's good for five years. So your passport's good for 10 10 to 12, right? This is good for uh, five years. So I know a few folks who's actually living over there in Mexico, uh, couldn't afford the rent there in um, San Diego anymore. And this is white, black, Mexican, U.S. citizens, you name it, said, screw this, I'm going to go over here. They're living in Rosarita, they're living in Tijuana, they're living wherever there's good communities at, learn the lingo of the land and go back and forth whether they drive in their car or they park their car over on the american side drive over i mean uh, uh walk over go home do it again come back to san diego get that wage go back home so it's just another way of doing business in life but i want to give people that you know the avenue about it because a lot of people don't know about that at all uh, recently on the news, it was reported that the homeless in L.A. County, or just L.A. itself, Skid Row, is 60,000 people, and every day there's 17 people who add to being homeless in the city of Los Angeles. 60,000 people is a small suburban town in some city in either California, out of state, East Coast, West Coast, down South, you name it, that 60,000 people and it's only getting worse. There's no true plan to get these people off the street, to get them the proper care, proper housing, back working again, to be a productive citizen in our uh, country, in our cities. This is throughout everywhere. Every city, no matter big or small, 
known or unknown, is being touched by this. And it's just sad because so much money is going to the other side for the grants and nonprofits. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing that. And it's like, it's not enough. 60,000 people. That's kids. That's white. That's black. There's no color lines when it comes to... um, being homeless. That's people with good educations. That's people with poor educations. That's everything. Every every thing that we've grown up on and every category that people try to place us in, there's somebody down there right now. Been homeless 18 years to 18 months to two days. There's somebody being affected in 60,000 people. They had on the news for the past month how the encampments had rats and, um, you know, disease uh, spreading throughout the camps and that the mayor, he was getting questioned by, you know, the citizens of, you know, L.A. Like, what's the deal? How's this happening? Hello, city council. What's going on? How's this happening that we have an academic like this to where people are living in encampments like this? We got a rat problem. We got a disease problem. We got a drug problem all in one area. And you guys are not doing enough to fix it. And it's only going to get worse. If it's 60,000 at one time, we will be able to say it's 120,000 people. And then 500,000 people. And then 1.4 million thousand people homeless in this one city. That's crazy if we don't get a get a hold of this and stop giving these three to four hundred dollar vouchers like it's going to do something. Because if you live in California, you know what happens eventually what they do. Oh, we'll move you out to from L.A. to the Inland Empire. So whether that's Marino Valley, Hemet, Riverside, Temecula, uh, uh, fuck it, we're going to send you out to Indio. You know what? We'll send you up to Palmdale. We'll send you up to Victorville. All they do is eventually they push these people out. They give it on to another city. Now that city has the same problem that was going on in L.A. Then from that city, oh, you know what? We can't take it no more. Push them out. Then we place it on this city to eventually these people be at the damn border of Arizona and in California. That's all they keep doing. City eventually has enough. Resource of resources. They can't handle it anymore. Push the folks out. Next city. So that's not fixing the problem. We give out these grants to different people and organizations who said they can do for these people, whether it's portable showers, uh, uh, housing, uh, um, social work, uh, drug programs, something is going on that is affecting it to where it is growing more and more until they reach that level of, yes, be proactive instead of reactive. The numbers are going to continue to grow. And... Nothing will change. It won't stop. Because I always believe in this. At any given moment, you could be homeless. It's the choices that you make. The drugs, man, is so bad. It's like, man, people are, are out there and they need that drug. And it's so crazy that people need that drug to 
function, but they don't want to function like the rest of us to where I need a job. I'll need a place to stay. Uh, they don't want the rules of, of the shelters and being told what to do. So they'll be disabled. They'll be uh, 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 in severe pain. They'll be going through the drug withdrawals. They'll be going through um, all the issues that they're going through, but they'd rather stay out on the street because they don't have to do any rules. They don't have to hear no bullshit. They don't have to go through the rigmarole of of red tape because they couldn't get in this one, but you can get into that one. You know, at one time, it was silly to even think that, oh, well, if they have a drug uh, uh, possession, we'll put them in jail. That was not fixing the goddamn problem. That just made it worse. So they get clean for a couple days or a couple months, but now you're over the pack in the jail for stupid shit. Where there should be real people in jail for whatever crime they did, but not someone that was homeless because you caught them with a possession of marijuana or meth or they broke into somebody's car. I'm going to give you six months. Then fix the problem. All they did was got right back out and started the process all over again. Maybe left that area and went to another area of the city or to another completely different city, 10 miles, 15, 30. But all of this is a moving like a pond on a chessboard, just moving them around. No results. We need to get results. The you know, it's I think it's been enough studies and cases throughout the years to fix the problem. Because it's getting worse. Right? What are your guys' thoughts about that? What should be done? We need some real solutions to this problem. It's a problem. It's a human problem. It's basically a human being is on the streets living that is American, born and raised, and there's no solution for this. This is crazy. Right? So, you know, we have, again, the image of the dad and the daughter swimming against, you know, um, over the river. They're trying to, you know, get the freedom here. And my thing is this. As inhumane that image is, I'm more of how long has this really been going on? I don't believe in the camps because I'm like, okay, once you do all your processing and and you got the information that you need, the fingerprints, so if they try to cross the border again, you can do do another route of jail or whatever the hell you plan to do because we don't even know that. So you got the people in the camps. You should be processing them, fingerprinting them. So, so when you do release them, if they try to come back, they're already in the system or if they try to work. Or, like, no, 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 you can't be working here. You in the system, is, you're not illegal. What's the issues of the camp? What's what? Because we're paying for that shit too. It ain't like it's a free camp. They're not even giving them all the uh, necessities that they need until we, as Americans, bitch and complain that hey, the kids should have beds, the kids should have water, running water, toilets, or porter johns, or whatever the hell they need to provide to them. So it's like, okay, what are the camps for? If you're not going to process them, fingerprint them. To ensure that if they do try to cross the border again three months from now, a year from now, a fucking week from now, as soon as they cross over, they might make it through. But as soon as they start working and you pick them up, whatever reason, you already have them in the system. Then you are using that system to go against an employer who got a legal alien and all this other shit. When are you releasing these people back to their country? 
What's really going on? What's the point of keeping them? Because you got to feed them. You got to clothe them. You pretty much got to entertain them. It's like a, instead of camp, you might as well say it's a damn jail because everything that you got to do in jail, you got to do for them. Three hot meals in a cot. Somewhere to sleep. Three hot meals. They got to brush their teeth, so you got to buy a toothpaste. You got to buy all the, the, the shit that someone in jail has or all the things that we all need day to day. So what is the end result? We're not getting that part. It's easy to put somebody in a camp. There's no end result. No one has officially came out and said, hey, we're doing this for this reason. And when we get done, we're releasing them back to their home country, blah, 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 blah. And they can't tell me they can't find out what these people's home countries is. Because if I'm in that goddamn camp, I know eventually I want to get the fuck out of there. You got kids being separated from parents and all this other weird shit. But guess what? That's been going on in this country forever. Happened during the slavery time. It happened with the Indians. It happened with the Japanese and the in the camps. It's been going on throughout this history of this country. And again, what is the end result by doing this? At least give that to the American public. If you want to put some shit like this in place that makes us look so fucking bad and inhumane, what is the what is the end result? What is the end result? Because goddamn, you gonna put everybody in a camp? And then you got some people, I give it to you. Oh, that should be happening. Blah, blah, blah. They came over here illegal, so they gotta be in a camp. Okay, but you the same fucking person who, at the end of the day, all my tax money, my tax money, what is our tax money going to? We could be helping this, we could be doing that. What our tax money? So again, it's all about results. Again, are we being proactive? Are reactive. And at this point, it's reactive. There's no fucking plan in place. You got the blind leading the blind. We need to put something in place that ensures that these folks ain't here no damn week or so or the worst. Oh, we had them in Florida, so we're going to move them out to five, ten different locations throughout America and, and let those cities be responsible. None of, none of the country was built for this. If we're going to do that, we might as well take care of our homeless people who who can really use the resources that we're going to have to pump into these camps. So I need answers. I need answers of what's going on. Uh, California, as of July 1st, we're going to have the background check for ammo. So if you're a gun owner uh, that's already in the state's registry and cleared with a background check, you only have to pay a dollar processing fee each time you go buy ammo uh the store owner will then run a check uh you know against the background check to see that you're in a system pretty much a spot check sure that nothing's happened since the last time you were had a check uh background check to ensure that you ain't been to the jail or prison for any kind of major issue or that you ain't been to some psych ward that you're facing some mental issue now that will stop you from getting that both of those clear through that spot check you leave on the spot uh with the ammo that you want now if you haven't ever registered a gun in the state of california you got to go through the whole process of a background check uh for your weapon and for your ammo and then once you pass, then you will be granted, you know, your uh, ammunition 
Here's a crazy part about it in your gun, because normally your gun takes about 10 days. Your ammunition may come back. Most of the gun shops have not gotten the software yet. So they're not skilled on it yet. They haven't tested out. They can't say this having any issues. These are the kinks. Oh, I couldn't get in this program. I couldn't I couldn't do a background check on this person or a spot check on this person for uh, the mental, but I was able to do it for the background check for the registry for his weapon or vice versa. Uh, most are saying they will be able to start doing it at 7 a.m. And depending on how many people come through that particular gum shop, if it's a popular one, they might have 10 or 15 people lining up like it's an iPhone launch and they never used the system before. And I'm thinking, wow, we come up with this idea and it gets passed in 2016. And you telling me we're going to wait to the day of that is supposed to go into effect, which is July 1st, to mail out the software, which is probably going to be Friday, today. And then they'll have it by Monday and learn it. And they can't start using the system to Monday morning. What kind of bullshit is that? Like, come on, California, we are so much better than this. Like, if you're going to put something in place that is a law that you have to have, because they deem that if by you having a gun is one thing, but if I can stop you from this going to purchase ammo anywhere or online, that it will, you know, reduce gun crime. Uh, we're going to have to see the figures on this to determine if this true or not, but goddamn, put the put the system in place. This should have been something that if this is going, you know, July 1st is on Monday, these gun shops should have had this two months ago to really learn the system. And it could have been, uh, um, you know, in the database for them. And it's something that they would have to work up on training to officially be ready to start on on Monday, uh, because not only that gun owner shop, but all the employees you got to if they got 10 employees, all the employees going to know how going to have to know how to use this system. And if you really look at it, you go to, let's say, Big Five or any store. I'm a military man. It's easy for me. I never took a, a class ever. I can get a, I can get a gun anywhere in the nation. Show my military ID. They assume that I can do a function check on a gun, which I can. Uh, especially if that's the one you want to buy. Normally, typically, you already know how to, you know, show the, that the weapon's uh, not armed, it's on safe, and you can clear it. Here you go. Good to go. I never took the little 30-question test of how to, you know, um, the different questions that they give. Don't shoot a weapon until you tend to shoot it and all that other shit, right? So I'm thinking, like, dog, Make it simple for them to make it simple for us as the citizens. It's like, Jesus, for the people that's doing right, and I'm a big gun advocate. Every person should have a gun. Every person should know how to use it. There's nothing wrong with knowing how to use one. There's nothing wrong going to the range and shooting off the rounds. There's nothing wrong with it at all. This is what the country was built on. We always had guns, and I don't see guns ever going away. But you should know how to use it. It's not for play. It's not a game. There's something that happens with guns. It's life or death. It's for protection. But you should know how to use one. Big caliber, small caliber. Okay, if you never shoot it again, at least you 
you learn the proper way and the techniques to do it, you will respect it. I think the biggest thing It's not no video game. Oh, I play my PS4 and I was playing Call of Duty and I got I'm the number one player in the world and I killed everybody. No, you can reset the game and or you can pause the game or you can start over the game or you can get another version of that particular game. But real life, a lot of times, you know, you, you shoot that gun. Someone dies. Someone's injured. Someone's maimed. Someone said there's a mistake. Uh, the gun f- missed uh, fire. It jammed. I don't know how to clear it. I'm scared of it. I'm terrified of it. Oh, oh, oh. It's a million different things that go on in real life. And I think this is just another process to this. Uh, I do like you can't get it. You can't get ammunition no more online, which is crazy because if you knew all these issues were going on forever with gun violence, why did you guys allow it so long to be able to purchase ammunition online? And that ammunition can be bought anywhere in these great states of America, right? So I think, you know, they got to do a little bit more research. I don't think they really thoroughly planned this out. They had since 2016 when it was on the ballot and passed. It's three years later. And you telling me uh, the gun company, the gun shops don't have the software. Come on now. Let's get better than that. We're better than that. Uh, Some possible issues that will occur is that... um, Anyone who bought a uh, shotgun prior to 2014 and anyone who bought a handgun before 1996 may not have or probably is not in the state's registry. So what's going to happen? You have to register those guns, which is a money come up. You got five guns that were bought between a certain time and not registered. So now before you can even get the ammo, oh, we need 19 for this, 19 for that one, 19 for that one. Again, they haven't put out enough information how they plan to handle that. Do I got to, if I register every gun, do I get charged a fee per gun? Is it per all the guns I have? What am I supposed to do as a citizen in this state where another state is totally different? I don't agree that every state should be the same, but the basics, fuck, should be easy. If you want to own a gun, it should be an easy process to own it, to go through the steps of ownership. Now, everything else, as far as being responsible, should be a little bit harder to go through those steps. So they got to come with a better system of doing different things. Um, we had a crazy little... Uh, You figure, um, saw this on Twitter and it says, uh, do women just date guys to go out and get the free mail? And it was saying three fourths, three fourths of women will go out on a date with a guy to get a meal. Ladies, how many of you are going out with some slime ball who you don't really like just to get that free meal at? Red Lobster, El Polo Loco, or McDonald's. You know, it could be something cheap because he said, hey, let's go get a bite to eat. You're assuming what he asked, he's paying, right? And I'm thinking, wow, is that shit really worth it? Why why be in a situation you don't, you're with somebody you really don't have an interest just to get a free meal? Because with anything free or with anything, it's always an expectation. If I do this for you, what you going to do that for me? I think a lot of times, and I'm just talking about in relationships, 
A lot of people are misleading people for their own selfish needs instead of just keeping a buck with that person. So, you know what? I can't eat with you because, you know, I don't feel you like that. Thanks for the offer, but I can get my own damn meal and I don't have to deal with the stress later. You bugging me about possible sex. You bugging me or when we're going to go out again. You bugging me talking about, hey, boo, how you doing? Hey, beautiful. All the little dumbass texts guys do at times to get a woman's attention when she ain't feeling you. You ain't going to get the goddamn attention anyway. It's just an unread text. You went on red and then you upset because you went on red. Fellas, stop taking out chicks who have no interest in you. But again, it comes back to being honest. Are you honest with this guy or girl? Like, hey, I want to take you out, but are you feeling me? Has it been some, you know, work up? Like, okay, we talked a few times on the phone. It was longer than two minutes. She she hits me up. She's how my day is going. We have some conversations. We we actually try to do some things uh, to get to know each other. But if it's just a simple, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, you want to go out and eat? Sure. There was no buildup. There's nothing built there to show you that there can possibly be something. And then you get your feelings hurt when you don't get the response you thought you were going to get. You got to keep it a buck. I think so much now in relationships, a lot of people are just doing and saying whatever they want the other person here. Fuck all that. Get what you want out the relationship. If you truly want to be happy, you need to say what you want out of the relationship with the opposite sex. You want stability. You want somebody that's loyal. You want somebody that is fun and you want have a good time. If you just want to party, you just want to fuck. You have to say that in the relationships that you in. You can't assume that the other person can read your mind and then you get upset when the other person reads your mind. Say what you want. Mean what you say and say what you mean. Simple. Well, oh, well, Prentice, I have to compromise because, you know, there's a lot of bad apples out there and he seems like a good guy. You don't have to compromise on shit. If you're making your own, you got your own nine to five, you got your own car, you can pay your way to, to your own, for your own habits, your own trips, whatever you like to do, why are you compromising? If you're a person that likes a party, why get with somebody who likes to be in the house? You're compromising is going to cause friction. You're going to be unhappy. That person's going to be happy. So why do it? If the flip side, if you're a lazy bastard who likes to, you know, kick it, don't have no ambitions, uh, just want to go through life and hoping and praying that something happens one day and the person that you like is ambitious and always on the go, a go-getter and, and like to, you know, get things happen. Neither one of y'all should be upset. Wow, I'm going to change that person. I'm going to put them on game. I'm, they're going to be more like me over time. I think I had that influence. No, you don't. People are going to be people. So let that person be that way. Be who you are. I think a lot of times in our 20s, we try to figure out what we want. Okay, I get it. Then in our 30s, oh, this is acceptable. Man, I'm 41 going on 42. If you don't know what you want in your 40s, you'll never fucking know. And and the crazy thing about it is eventually you live your life such a certain way that you uh, will never be fulfilled. 
because you never lived the life that you were supposed to live. You never lived it the way you were supposed to. You did all this compromising shit. You did all this turning the cheek and, oh, this person. At times, you have to say what you really want in life and live that way. If you want to be a motherfucking rock star and live a motherfucking rock star lifestyle, that's the only way you're going to be able to do it. You can't be a big nerd and saying, oh, I want to do a nine to five job, but I want to be a millionaire. Ain't fucking happening. Live the life that you want to live and stop compromising for other folks. Some folks are meant to be the way they are. No matter what you do, that's who they are. You cannot change them. I think as, I think as, as we get more older, it should be more about, hey, I ain't fucking compromising. I'm doing this, and this is how I want to do it. I tried this shit in my 20s. It didn't work. I tried this shit in my 30s. It didn't work. Goddamn, I'm this age, and we're only going to get older. You Do you want to be 60 and say, damn, I wish this would have been in my 30s? Or do you want to be 60 and you're happy and you're enjoying life, and you got everything that you wanted it to be with people uh, in, in relationships? that are, are romantic relationships, that are platonic, whatever it may be, this in life in general, you got to live life a certain way and you cannot be compromising when you're doing it. You'll never be happy, right? Recently, the Lakers uh, acquired Anthony Davis. It was looking like uh, it might be some issues uh, with the possible trade because we weren't going to have any cap space to pursue a third party. More importantly, if he didn't uh, waive his uh, trade kicker of $4 million, we definitely wouldn't have been able to get another free agent. Well, today, well, yesterday, he actually did uh, waive his kicker. Uh, LeBron's going to give him that number 23. It's looking like he's going to go back to LeBron of Miami with the number six that LeBron was a killer. So hopefully he get that type of player again for the Lakers. Uh, they had three guys that they needed to get rid of to clear up even more cap space. So they sent three players to the Wizards. So right now we have four players, I believe, on contract uh, for the Lakers. So they got, you know, what, uh, nine more, nine more uh, slots to fill on that uh, to get the team up. Uh, hopefully this was a good trade that went down. I wasn't really looking for, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't really looking for this trade to go down. Uh, just because I thought we were giving so much up. Three young players who got some experience behind them. I think, you know, instead of rushing every time, we have to be, uh, we have to be patient. I think this year they're going to have a blowout year. All of them, they're really going to blossom. They're really going to show the type of players they are because now they should have that edge and chip on their shoulders to to really ball out there in New Orleans. We gave up our fourth-round pick. Not fourth round, but our fourth pick in the first round. Uh, So that would have been another young player. And we gave, what, about four to five over the next couple years. First round conditional first rounders so whatever goes if this doesn't work there's no championships uh we can't afford to have lebron nor uh ad or the third person um get injured we uh we gotta have all that because if not we'll um be a bad team for at least four years 
with that type of stuff, right? We also had uh, my man LeVar Ball. He was on ESPN. And him and Molly, who's on first take, they had this interaction. And it's been proven when he's coming on um, first take. It's been an interaction before. If there's a subject, you know, to discuss and they want to move on to the next subject, uh, she says, do you want to switch gears? Back in 2017, it was about his shoe. And uh, Stephen A. was asking him, hey, man, you got on all the people who saying they can't afford a big ball of brand shoes. They don't need it. He was like, hey, you can't be saying that. She came in. Can you switch gears? Sure, we can switch gears. Well, same thing. Different topic. Same questions. He says, I'll switch gears with you anytime. People took her the wrong way, saying he was sexual harassment. She's a married woman. Blah, blah, blah. ESPN went and banned him from um, the show. And I'm like, yo, this is a married man whose wife's been going through all this. He got three boys. Why would he all of a sudden from the great state of California go on national TV and try to holler at somebody's wife when he could holler at any chick around here? I think ESPN is on that bullshit. They know his son's no longer with the Lakers. You no longer need him now. Right? Well, that's been printed sports and knowledge this week. Uh, definitely let me know. You can leave a message and we'll holler at you. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, definitely a lot of shit going on. Be be aware to all your um, surroundings out there on the social media. Be aware of uh, when you go to the supermarket. If you haven't heard, there's a lot of people now reporting that uh, they're getting a lot of, you know, uh, when they go, especially the ladies, when they go, there's white vans, no windows, parking by their cars in reverse, Guys that look shady as hell sitting in the car looking at them coming and looking at them going. Ladies, it's, it's okay to be vigilant. It's more importantly to be dangerous. You got to kick some ass and take some names. You got to do what you got to do. More importantly, you should be taking your picture, using your phone to take the license plate. If it feels shady, feels wrong, it normally is shady and wrong. Report they ass. Uh, follow her, please support. Don't be, well, they didn't get me. Or, hey, I made it okay. You got to look out for your, your your fellow person. You know, I think a lot of times we go out in public with our phones and in our heads too much in the phone, not paying attention to our surroundings, what's going on. The next thing you know, something happens. We're living in a time you don't hear about anybody really when they get snatched up or kidnapped coming back. You got a young lady who just recently, um, she's been missing out of, I believe, the Torrance area out here now for a week. Flew in for a wedding, flew back to Utah where she's going to school. They haven't seen her. She got uh, picked up picked up from an Uber from the Utah airport, got dropped off at the park at 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know why somebody would do that at a park. Suppose she knew that person. The Uber driver says, hey, she looked like. She knew the person. Everything's good to go. And now she's been missing for a week. So what does that tell you? you we know that some bullshit went down. Meet people in a public place. No, you know, you just have to be aware of your surroundings these days. There's a lot of bad people with a, with a lot of bad intentions just doing stuff to people, hurting families forever. 
because we don't know what's going on. Where are these people going? You never hear them again. Her, they looked at her social media. Her social media hasn't been touched. Her bank cards haven't been touched. So what is that meaning? Stay dangerous, people. Be aware of your surrounding. If you got to go out as your mom or you got a daughter and you got to go in a pair too, you got to go out at night, you got to do so. You got to get cash. Get that shit in the daytime. Don't go to an ATM that looks shady or just secluded, no lighting. You got to be smarter these days because these fuckers have stepped their game up. Uh, I hate to hear these stories, but to be vigilant without action means nothing. You have to stay dangerous. So the pepper spray, taking a, a, a self-defense class, kick ass, take names. I, I read you get back home, then being on somebody's report or, or bull on the board as a missing person or on social media. Uh, please pass this on or share this. We're trying to find that person. It's such bullshit. I don't put that on any family. I hope no family has to go through that. All right, y'all. This has been... Uh, PSK Radio. Definitely tune in each and every Friday at 12 o'clock and we're giving you the best of the best. Open conversation. You know, I'm going to cuss a few times. You know, but we all adults. You can always leave a message. I get back to you. You can follow me at uh, I am PJ Burleson on uh, Instagram. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Life Extra Large XL 4 PJ. So again, at Instagram, I am PJ Burleson, or Twitter at Life Extra Large for PJ. All right, y'all, holla at me. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is PSK Radio back for another entertaining episode. This week, if you have watched uh, Netflix, then you know the most popular topic on social media, no matter what you know platform you use, was the Central Central Park uh, Five movie. When they see us now, about the five kids when they were fourteen years old. Max Age, one of the guys, was 16, accused of rape, and it did these. It just details everything that they went through from the time they were picked up by the police, from the time they were integrated, to the time they went to jail. You figure out of the five, what? One went to prison as an adult, the others went to juvie, so they got out before he did. Then all the stuff he actually went through being a youngster in jail from 16 to serving 14. Uh, And then it shows definitely when the guy that admitted to physically raping the woman there in Central Park, giving them details that you would have to know the case of to say it, and then getting exonerated and getting out of jail. DNA evidence proved that none of them was evolved. It shows our current president 45 there, President Trump saying that, hey, they should go be sent to death. He put out the, you know, the ad in New York Times, the whole nine, still never apologized, still believes in it, shows a prosecutor who went on to bigger and better things from that, writing five different books, becoming a millionaire. Let's talk about it. Now, some people say, why did, you know, why did they bring this back up? You know, uh, it's, 2000s, they got accelerated. 
Why are we bringing back this up? It's important that this movie actually came out. You know, they had the documentary in 2012, but the movie to show emotions, people's character, to give a light of how these boys were as humans instead of the monsters they were portrayed in or how the, you know, the media at that time was putting that pressure on the police to find and convict somebody for this. And then at the same time, the police, once they narrowed it down to, hey, it's going to be these guys, they wanted that conviction, no matter how or what they had to do to get it. They wanted that guilty in the court of law and they got it. Unfortunately, that's been going on forever. Look at all the people who's been released from jail after years of spending a decade or more in jail to be found out due to different groups out there that they were never part of the crime. That there's no physical evidence, there's no DNA, that there was actually somebody else that did that. Our justice system is one that you want to believe in the justice system. You want to believe that you're going to get a fair shake. You want to believe that you're innocent to proven guilty. But when they want somebody to take a fall and they can close that case, they'll do anything to get that guilty plea. These five boys as teenagers with no adults as parents there while they're getting integrated. Not even a lawyer present to say, hey, you don't have to answer that. Yes, you can answer that. Hey, no, we're not talking no more. We'll see you in court. And the worst part about this is all five boys never knew each other. When have you ever heard of that? Five kids doing all the same crime and they don't know each other. Never saw each other, never knew each other, never went to school, didn't know each other from Adam. They didn't know each other at all. And I'm going to be very frank. Time and time again, I'm black. As black folk, we are told, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, what are you talking about? The law, they wouldn't do that to you. And now time and time and time and time again. Hmm. It's being showed otherwise. If they went at rush to trying to get a conviction, they didn't rush to try to get these kids just to tell them anything, coerce them into, hey, you're going to talk. You're going to give us something. You're going to you guys are going to admit, you guys are going to sign this piece of paper. You guys are going to sign something. They actually would have, they done their job. They actually would have got the true person that did that. You can't buy back time. Them boys could have been killed, raped, whatever in the legal system. There's some bad motherfuckers in there. That's what they do. And no boys being the age they are. Come on, man. They wasn't built are ready for any of that, dealing with any of that type of situation. And that could have happened. They could have died in jail and then found out that they were innocent. That's how crazy our jail system is to where when you're dealing with so many people with emotions, don't want to use the facts, don't want to use the true evidence, don't want to dig for evidence, don't want to spend the process to make sure we got the right person 
no matter what. They fucked those boys' lives up because they still had to come out of jail when they did get out, be registered sex offenders. So that's a whole nother ball of wax. You can't go to this school. You can't be in this environment. You can't be by a fellow felon. There are a whole lot of stuff where your ass is going back to jail. And then when they did get exonerated and, you know, hey, the whole case against you, everything against you thrown out, they still had to file a wrongful lawsuit against the city of New York to get back that time. They won, but it shouldn't have occurred to that. I look at it as this, hey, the O.J. Simpson case, not saying he's guilty, not saying he's not guilty. But if you look at that case, just like this case and any other high profile case, there's such in a rush to get a conviction. Shit's all fucked up. People overlooking little I's and T's that they supposed to be dotting and crossing to make sure none of this should have blow back in your face. She was raped, but nobody's DNA out of these five is even involved in the rape kit. Unfortunately, she couldn't tell who it was, but they made the boys all turn on each other who never met each other. And you expect anybody of color because, you know, but one of the kids is Puerto Rican and the other kids is uh, 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 black or whatever nationality underneath black that they were from in New York, the barrel, right? So they're from all over, you know, their descendants from all over, Caribbean, you name it, Jamaican, you name it. And you expect people of color to believe in the law? It's different if it was done right correctly. It's different if, hey, we're going to give you the utmost fair 100% 100% no feelings, no emotions, trial, and thorough investigation to prove that you were involved and definitely were not involved. But the shit's still going on today. Kids are getting talked to by adults when the parents not around. That's happening in our schools. Recently in San Diego, some young kids, seven and eight. Again, seven and eight. They bring movie prop money from their dad to school. The principal there in San Diego, you can look this up, called the police. These young kids, seven and eight, were questioned by the police. Now, movie prop money can be bought anywhere. Walmart, Amazon, you name it. And instead of just taking the money, let me call the parents, make sure this is, you know, they know we don't want no issue because it is movie prop money. But the kids are not knowing at seven and eight to read. This is only this is only can only can be used for commercial purposes or movie purposes or whatever is going to say on the back. We don't want kids to think that this is a hundred dollar bill and they start fighting or whatever. I get that part of it. But they don't do that. Principal calls the police, has the kids questioned by the police, and then notifies the parents a whole 24 hours after the incident. Now, as a grown adult and authoritative 
position who should know, principal should be above 30 years old, should know the difference between right and wrong, how to conduct business with kids, more importantly, with the parents. What was the issue instead of, let me call the parents right now or that same day, the police shouldn't even have to be involved. As a police officer, some shit should just make common sense. Like, ma'am, why are you calling us down here for this shit? Even if it was counterfeit money, we're not going to talk to these kids unless the parents are present. Who made you judge and jury principal? Who made the police judge and jury to talk to seven and eight-year-old kids? If you're an adult and you're doing that shit, you need your ass whooped because you'll never do that to a fellow adult. That's what's crazy about it. The same situation could be between two adults, me and that principal, and I gave her some movie prop money. She ain't going to try to do the same shit that she just did with those kids on me. I don't understand a lot of these adults. Just because you're in a position of power, who the fuck made you judge and jury to be questioning somebody's kids? This shit happens all the time. And then when these kids get older and pop off on you, oh, they're being disrespectful. First off, why are you talking to somebody's kids? They don't know you. You're not showing them no respect, but you want them to give you respect. Who handles business with kids? If they're 18 and above, yes. Because they're no longer a kid. They're a grown adult. They can make decisions on their own. If they're under the age of 18 and you're trying to scare them, coerce them and, oh, you'll go to jail and all that. You better tell us what's going on because that's what a lot of bullshit happens. Scare the kids. They don't know any better. Who knows what the kids are going to say? And then it gets you with the classic. I don't know. Oh, you got to be telling a lie. You better tell us the truth. Blah, 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 blah. Definitely that principal should be disciplined from the superintendent. Like, what are you doing? This is a lawsuit waiting to happen because if she's doing it about prop money, what else is she doing with kids? That's seven and eight. Who don't have the maturity yet to know, like, this is not right. Why are you talking to me about something that you say is wrong without my parents being present? Especially when she had to call the police. Different she didn't have to call the police. It's, hey, stop running in the hallway. Oh, your kid was told what to do. And they cussed at me. So they're going to be in there. So I'm going to send a note home. Or I'm placing a phone call to your parents. Typical school shit. But if it's fake money and where did they get this from? And blah, 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 blah. I think there's some legal activity going on. The parents should be present. And involved, not after the fact. So if I'm those parents, my kids are out of that school. I can't trust you now as, as adult. You're not going to do adult things around the kids. Secondly, superintendent, what's the deal? What are you going to do to this principal? So this incident 
doesn't happen again or any other incidents happen under her watch. Because let's just be honest, it's been happening. It's just the first time because the police were probably in call that the parents got notified. Right? And this is all kids. I, I'm 41 years old. I have never talked to anybody's kids without the parents being present. I don't see the purpose of that. I don't got time talking to no kid because this kid and me, no. I can be older does not mean shit that, oh, they should respect me. No. You don't know how this kid's being raised. You don't know what the hell's going on in that person's house. They could be cussing out their mom and daddy all goddamn day or they could be Good kids, but they don't respect their parents because their parents ain't worth a fuck. The kid is fucking being responsible for the parent. So you don't know what's going on. So we got to stop assuming that, oh, the kid should be this and the kid should be that because I'm an adult and I'm the one. No, be your fucking age and deal with a damn grown man, grown woman, especially when it's involving their kid. They should be first notified before anybody. Your job is to teach and educate. Not the parent, not to do all this other business that you want to get yourself into. Central Park Five, same thing. It had got so bad in that movie. I recommend you all watched it. The parents, not probably only one, but all of them never said, hold up. My kid, I ain't never seen my kid with this kid. And you want to have my kids say this about this kid and that they were this and this is what's happening? Fuck no. Lower up. We're out of here. You had one of the dads telling his son because he had a record. Oh, just say whatever they got to do. Do whatever they say. Follow on what they say. You'll get to come home. His son never got to come home. That ass was in jail. Later on. He got to go home that night just because he, but that piece of paper was used against him because he signed it. And he went alone. One of the boys is videotaped doing a full confession. And you can tell the prosecuting lady was like, are you sure? She could tell it was bullshit. But for them to have the conviction stick, they needed his conviction, confession. None of the parents never said, hey, if you're going to convict my son, you're going to convict him on his own. We ain't on the goddamn group. He don't know none of these boys. He ain't never been by the house. Parents know who they friend, who they kids have friends with and who they go and bar, uh, hang out with and all this type of stuff, especially if they're close. The way they was making these boys all seem like they were all closed. They all hung out. They all knew each other. They all went to school. They were all the same age. Everybody knew everybody. No, they didn't know fucking anybody. There's some random ass kids that happened to be in the park all at the same time and said, fuck it. We need to get a conviction. And the worst fucking part was the parents failed them on this. No, you're not talking anymore to my kid. No, we're going to get a fucking lawyer. And they're not signing a goddamn thing saying they did anything. The police don't got to tell you the truth. They'll let you talk as much as you fucking want. And everything you say can be used against you. So what am I saying? For my community, you got to know your rules, regulations, and your rights. 
this whole thought process, oh, I don't fuck with the police and all that. Cool. If that's how you feel. But do you know how to engage with the police when you do have to fuck with them, when you do get stopped, when you do get pulled over, when you do get questioned while you're walking down the street? Hey, let me see your ID. Ain't nothing wrong with seeing your ID. Here, here's my ID. Oh, you need to see my car registration, ID, and driver's license? Here you go. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Especially if you ain't did nothing wrong. You ain't did nothing wrong. Here, here. Here, here, here. Here you go. I'm gone. Do your job. Let me get the fuck on out of here after you get done. And and, and I'll be honest with you. If a motherfucker got to take me to jail, fuck it. Yes, go. Ain't nothing wrong with no motherfucking jail. What am I going to be in this bitch for? What, you, what do you really got? What do you really got? If I ain't getting nothing, what you really got? Yes, go. If you think you really got something on me, yes, just take this ride. And if you ain't got shit, guess what? I'm going to be released. Jail ain't this whole scary fucking place. Because guess what? Eventually, when I go to jail, we got to go to court. And if you did your procedures wrong, I'm going to come up on your fucking ass. This shit going to be part of your record. And if you really did it wrong, I'm going to get paid. So for my community, I would definitely say the little bullshit that irritates us and the knickknack bullshit. And I get it. We don't want to be profiled. Nobody wants to be profiled. But if they fuck up in their procedures, we got them because they're getting us on procedures. Well, I asked for the ID and there was starting to be issues. I asked a gentleman to come out of his car. He didn't want to come out of his car. I asked a gentleman this and I asked a gentleman that. And what they got. The video camera is not for me. It's for them. It's not for us. It's for them. And that same video camera is going to be the same shit in court. And it's going to be looking directly at you. Seeing how your actions were. Doing that shit. I'm about smarts, y'all. I'm about outthinking a motherfucker. At the end of the day. This shit was not designed for us from the jump. All these laws are old ass fucking laws anyway. Look at every law that's on the book. Unless you voted, I'm 41. So unless I voted from January 14, 1978, when I was born, to 18, when I turned 18 in 96. So from 96 to now, which would be 25 years. Anything I voted on that dealt with a law, I only had involvement in it for the last 25 years. All these laws, other than that, are older, way older than me. That's been on the books. Any law that's my dad's age, 65, which he's going to be, hmm, is older than him. If my grandparents were alive, they all be in their 90s. Any law that's on the books is older than them. So just think about it. From the time that you became voting age to now, I'm talking about your city and state level, shit like that. These laws are older than you. Who knows that? The prosecution and the defense and dancer or the judge knows it. They supposed to know the ins and outs. 
Who knows it when they arrest you? These fucking police officers know it. They're supposed to know the ins and outs. They say what you can and you can't do. Anything you be saying against arrest, blah, 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 blah. Fuck it. Take your ass to jail then. Let's go. No more talking. You don't got to say shit. What's your name? Prentice Burleson. That's it. That's it. If you accuse me of crime, let's go. You got to prove that shit. Not me. I ain't got to prove a goddamn thing. You got to prove it. Because if I know where I was at and where I've been, I'm going to have proof of where I've been and where I'm at. I'm going to be able to say what I was doing. Right? But if they fuck up on their procedure, because that's what's being used against us. It's procedures and policies that are being being used against us in the court of law. We just got to know them. Now, the parents can say they didn't know that, hey, I didn't know that my kid didn't, uh, shouldn't have had a lawyer, should have had a lawyer while they was talking to the police. They could say that. Because what in the movie, what was the police saying? Oh, we just want the statement. You guys can go home. We need something before you guys go. We want to know what's going on. That was a fucking lie. Because everything that happened was used against them. Everything they signed was used against them. And everything they signed put their ass right in jail. And it took some cat who really did the cop, really did the crime to, to find Jesus, to have his Jesus moment to say, I did it. Now, everybody has sat in jail for years, got out, and the one that was 16 that went in had been in for years. At least 10 years plus by the time this cat wanted to tell the truth. So just think about that. If he would have never told the truth, the young man who would have done the full exact time. And every time he went up for the parole board, the parole board was saying, hey, you got to be responsible for your actions. You got to be responsible for your actions. You got to be responsible for your actions. Blah, 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 blah. Eventually he got to the point, fuck it. I know I didn't do it. I'm not going to the parole board no more. I just do the max time and get out. So what I'm saying to you guys is this. You got to know the law system at the end of the day. You got to know how to maneuver among the police and the law system. We can't just say, oh, I got rights, I got rights, and oh, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, that's fucked up. Oh, watch this video, man. Fuck all that. You better start knowing some shit. Since I was young, 16, starting to drive, I've always heard, have your ID on you. Everywhere you go, have your ID on you. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. Have your ID on you. That just stick. Even now, being military, I got three IDs on me. Motherfucker, which one you want? You want the driver's license? You want the military one? What's happening? I'm a grown-ass man. I ain't got nothing to hide from you. What's happening? You can accuse me of whatever. I ain't got to say shit. You can, you can threaten me, go, oh, I'll take you to jail. Okay, well, yes, go. If I know I haven't done anything, yes, go. Because you fuck up with your procedures with this little video camera that's on your chest and the dash cam, I'm going to get your ass. 
I'm gonna get paid off your ass. I'm gonna make somebody's fucking department hurt. I'm gonna make some citizens mad because you pay fucking, t- they pay, we all pay taxes and you arresting people on some bullshit. You're gonna have to go. The department gonna have to let you loose. Your police chief gonna have to answer to some shit. That's my thought process. We can't be scared of information. We must use the information that's out there to our advantage as a public and as a people. There's nothing wrong with shutting the fuck up. Cats talk too much in these fucking videos, want to explain shit. Man, fuck all that. Shut the fuck up and do what you got to do. What's your name? That's my name. That's it. Oh, you need my ID? Here you go. Other than that, ID, and there you go. All that other bullshit. Like, man, am I... Unless you wrestling me, what are we talking for? Be cool about it? Okay, you good. You don't got to say yes, sir, no, sir, to the damn motherfucker. You can be you. But the hooping, hollering, and I got rights and all, man, fuck all that. You're making yourself look crazy. Got to outthink these motherfuckers, man. Got to put yourself in a position, okay, what do you want? And then report that shit. And if it's really funky, then you get your lawyer and get your lawyer fucking involved. If they think you have a case, they will get involved and they will do the dual diligence to make sure this fucking case stick. And if it doesn't happen that time, you don't win. Somebody's going to win. But we can't yell fire if you ain't doing nothing. You can't be harassed. You can't be falling for the game of the bullshit. And then, hey, are you going to file a report? Nah, I'm good. What? But you'll go to war against your friend. You'll go to war against an enemy. You'll talk smack and smut on somebody's name on the internet. You'll go crazy in Walmart. Somebody starting some shit with you. But for your own personal livelihood, dealing with the law system, you won't do shit. It's time. It's time for a change. This law system is fucked. If you really look at it. It's an old system that was not built for everybody in this country. It wasn't. No one one can tell me that it is. You got old, old, old laws on the books across this nation that make no sense dealing with the current times of 2019. You got laws from the 1800s, early 1900s, 1770, 5, 8, laws older than that on the books as we speak. And if you think I'm lying, go ahead and go to your state. Just go to your state capital. Check out the laws on the books. You'll see what I'm talking about. There are old ass laws that's still being reinforced, still on the books, still can be used against you. It's just not because how old they are. It doesn't make sense to because there's probably another law that replaced that over time or amendment, something like that. But if you look at it, none of these laws reflect right now. What's going on right now does not reflect the landscape of the people. 
We're a multicultural society with a whole lot of different things going on now that wasn't going on 100 years ago, 50 years ago. So know your laws. Know the basics, at least. Teach your kids. That's the best part about the Central Five Park movie. What they see us now, why? Uh, yeah, when they see us, it's because it's teaching these kids. These kids are getting a lot of crazy information from who? Their peers. Their peers don't know shit. How can a seven-year-old teach an eight-year-old anything? Or an eight-year-old teach a six-year-old about grown men situations? I would love to hear the conversation of the seven year, seven and eight year old there at the school and just ask them, did you know your rights? That you didn't have to talk to the police. I bet they didn't know. I bet they were so frightened. Just, hey, I just want to go back to class. Just some money that my mom and my dad gave me. Why am I in here? Am I going to jail? All this other stuff. Who knows if these police officers were cool with them? Who knows if the principal was showing her ass in front of the assistants and other administrators there. Who knows? Because no adult was there. So as a parent, you got to know the laws, the least the basics, to teach your kids the basics that they should know. I need to call my mom and dad. I'm not answering nothing. Ain't nothing wrong for a seven and eight year old to say that. I need to call my mom and dad. This doesn't seem right. That principal wouldn't do that out in the streets. She wouldn't do that at Target. Hey, what are you guys doing? That's not your goddamn job, lady. Some some mama whoop your ass there in Target or Walmart dealing with her kid. Because that's not your job. That's not your place. You talk to the kids, mom or dad. But we're in a society that people are so much worried about what other people's kids doing. But you start looking in a household, go through their dirty laundry, start opening up doors to their rooms, you start seeing a whole lot of bullshit. Like, oh, you want to discipline mine, but you ain't disciplining yours. And yours is way worse than mine. That's the type of society that we live in right now. I have never talked to anybody's kids about shit because you ain't they ain't my kid. Don't fuck with mine. Ain't fucking with yours. Don't step your ass on my property. Do no fuck shit. Then we good. And, as, and when you carry yourself as adult, real adults know this. When you carry yourself as adult, you never get disrespected by anybody. I'm going to say it again. When you carry yourself as an adult, you never get disrespected. And when they try it, you nip it in the bud with the parents. And it never happens again when they try it. But if you really look at it, you can go anywhere. How you doing, sir? How you doing? Or as the young kids say, how you doing, OG? Because they can tell you no nonsense. They can tell, oh, this one right here, that person, mm-mm. No, no. Don't look like they playing any games. It'd be the ones who be trying to be Captain Captain Save a Ho as the police and and all up in these kids' business and this 
involved in shit that they had no concern of, but they feel that they need to. Then all of a sudden, when some shit go down, now they want to scream victim. Come on, man. That's not your job. I'm not saying turn a blind eye, but some shit you should not be involved in and people be involved in stuff that does not even have any business to do with them. Does not concern them one single bit. Trayvon Martin's situation is a prime example. He got killed by somebody who thought, oh, I'm 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 the, I'm the neighborhood police. He was told to stand down. Fuck that. We've been having a lot of robberies. He didn't see a robbery in progress. Trayvon Martin didn't have a goddamn gun. Who's this fucker? Because he's neighborhood watch to say, oh, get on the ground, do this. This kid doesn't know you as a kid. He should have fought for himself. I don't know this man. What does he know me? For? What does he want me for? I never seen you in a day of my life in this night fucking time. And all of a sudden, hey. I would have fought too. Unfortunately, this coward, what'd he do? He killed the boy. Trayvon, he wasn't no police officer. Oh, he had to comply. I told him to get on the ground. He did not know this man. This man was not known as the head honcho, a neighborhood watch that all the kids knew, all the adults knew, and all that. Because if he was, he would have knew Trayvon, and Trayvon would have knew him. Hey, Trayvon, how's it going? Oh, just getting from the store, getting some skittles. Oh, cool, man. Hey, you want to watch it? It's, it's some illegal activity going on in the area. Keep a lookout. Tell your parents to say hello. He kept it pushing. No, it didn't happen like that. He fucked with the first person he did not know. And he fucking got off on some bullshit. But again, putting his nose in some business that had nowhere to be. Now, some people will say, but, 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 but my ass. There was no car broke in. There was no house break in. There was nothing, no serious crime being committed during that whole ordeal. What made that man just all of a sudden? Because I'm going to put you in this picture. That could have been you doing the same thing. Waiting on an Uber. Walking from a friend's house, a neighbor's house, in the neighborhood. All neighbors don't know each other. Most people know the left, the right. Occasionally might know behind them and the house in front of them. So probably about four houses. Then everybody else you see because they're getting mail or you see their cars enough to know that they stay in their neighborhood. They wave to you. You wave back. You keep it pushing. But normally the people that you talk to is right next door to you because you'll have a party. You let them know it's going to get too loud just to give them a common courtesy. They have a party, vice versa. Uh, they got kids, you got kids, shit going over the goddamn fence, stuff like that. But other than that, that's all you know. So it's not like he made it a point to know his neighbors as a true neighborhood watch put his put his face known knock on everybody's door on oh, when you got kids here's a here's a post of me i'm just letting everybody know i'm the neighborhood watch for the area there's been a lot of break-ins this and that and the third 
He let this shit go to his head like somebody who's a mall cop who couldn't get put on the force. Saw the opportunity for some action. But again, Trayvon was 17. What the fuck are you doing talking to somebody's kid? And if that's such the case, hey, where do you live at? Oh, you don't want to tell me? I know who you are. I'm going to call the police. It's not hard. To, it's not hard to find where somebody lives at if you part of that community. And let that shit go. Because I can guarantee you this, what kept going on when Trayvon Mark was killed, that fucking community was still being broken into by some real thieves, some real robbers who had some real guns. Before that incident, after that incident. So parents, know, know your rights. As adults, what are we doing? We're not teaching these kids their rights, what is right, what is wrong with the law system. It's not a game no more. This incident happened in the 80s, 88, 89. Just think about it. They lost time. Their reputation. And all of them went back to their old neighborhoods when they first got out. So you got you to gotta answer to this shit. You can say all day that you didn't do it. But the court of law and, and it's on the books and you went to jail. You, you are looked at as guilty. So you got to explain this everywhere you go. You're dealing with emotions again. You're dealing with feelings. Somebody else's in that neighborhood. Somebody's uh, sister, mom, aunt could have been raped. Now I run into you. Oh, man, it's issues. But people don't think about it that big. They don't go that deep. That's why it's very important when somebody's up for a charge. It's, it's the right person. All the evidence was collected. There's no emotion behind this. There's nobody trying to get promoted or make a career off of this one particular case. That is done thoroughly because you're affecting a lot of people's lives. Good and bad. And in this particular case, the person that really did it was already in jail. For another crime and just having to admit about this crime. Our president never came back and said, you know what? Due that the evidence came back and it shows no, you know, none of the DNA that these boys were involved. I apologize. All he said, oh, it had to happen. They had to be involved. So he's trying to say DNA. Hmm. Was wrong. But I guarantee you this with the lawyers he got, and if it has to go down to DNA and DNA is on for a crime, he'll say, hey, look, no DNA was found against me. So we got a very sticky situation in this country with the law system. It definitely shows if you're rich, you can get away with a lot of shit because you got the money to pay the right lawyers, and those lawyers are going to use their best team to get you off. If you're poor, you're fucked. With the wrong type of lawyer, wrong type of system, you don't got the people who really care. They want to go on to the next case anyway, and they may believe that you are guilty already. So this has been Pretty Seeking Knowledge. This is a thought process out there. What's been going on? 
with, you know, this situation. If you haven't seen it, I definitely advise you to watch it. It's going to be emotional. It's going to make you angry, but it's neither to be seen. You need to have this discussion with your kids. Sit them down. Let them see what's really been going on for a long time. All right.